Hello, you're listening to Abiding Life Studios. I'm Noah Wells. Today in the studio, I have Betty Wells. Hi, Noah. Hello. And on the phone, we have Lee McDowell, and he is from Texas. Good morning. How are y'all? We're doing well. We're doing Thank well. you. doing well. And I thought by way of introduction, I could talk a little bit about how many years we've known Lee and Barbara. And um, I know it started with a marriage conference that Mike did in the early 2000s, I suppose, sometime in there. And we were in Colorado Springs, right, Lee? Sure was. At Glen Airy, is that how you say it? Yes, Glen Airy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, well. And then I ran into you at a training that I remember, and I don't know, yep. our paths have crossed several <laughs> times over the years, and you've I think been... the only thing I've missed all these years is a pecan pie, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know the story. <clears throat> yes, exactly. Well, those are a rare treat, really, around here. <laughs> yes, they but, are. <laughs> and we've enjoyed being at your house a couple of times, too. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> we We have a really good relationship but we pre- appreciate you too so much well uh i tell you what it was just all god uh putting us together back at that first retreat and uh and ever since then uh so um uh, y- y'all have been the blessing to us and our family whole family our two girls uh, kelly and jennifer and our sons-in-law and also the four grown grandchildren uh, almi and michael and betty and noah now you i uh, just uh Huge blessing in our lives. Yes, and the blessings run both ways always, so yes, that's they do. great. Well, amen. We thought we would talk about your books firstly. I know the first two books have been published, and I think you've got others in the works, but the first one was Seagulls Don't Lie, correct? Yes, Seagulls Don't Lie. The truth shall make you free. Yeah, it was a collection of things that you've learned from several people, key people in your Christian life, and... It was all told with the backdrop of fishing stories and how the seagulls factored in, and it was really interesting in that regard. Uh, what was your main purpose in, in writing this book, Lee? Well, the, actually, I got started writing the books because it, back when I was pastoring years ago, people would gather, uh, you know, at a time in a family when a loved one had passed on or something, they'd say, well, I wish we'd recorded the jokes or recorded the war stories and this, that, and the other that Dad had or Mom had and all. And I said, you know, I need to write down, God just gave me the impression, I need to write down different truths that God has given me over the years uh, so that my kids and grandkids, if nobody else, would have a record of them. And uh, the seagulls don't lie. I came about, I, I led a guy to the Lord, uh, Bruce Ball. He's a was a Houston fireman, and then he's uh, also a fisherman, great fisherman. He's actually a professional fisherman now, a guide out of Lake Charles. And we were fishing one day, and... Uh, wade fishing, uh, south shoreline of Matagorda Bay, and he said, get in the boat, get in the boat, the birds are working. And I said, what's that? And he said, well, come on, I'll show you. And we jumped in, ran out, and there were seagulls all circling around, squawking and diving down in the water, and next thing I know, we're catching fish right and left. And later on, he told me, he said, you know, seagulls don't lie. When they're when they're diving down in the water, the trout or the redfish have uh, forced the shrimp, live shrimp, up to the surface, and they're jumping out of the water, and and the seagulls are grabbing those shrimp. And so uh, somewhere along the line, I said, boy, that'd be a great title for a book to mm-hmm. tie into God's truths. And uh, so that's what it is. And, and the book is a compilation of, starts off first chapter about Bruce and us going fishing and uh, the idea of seagulls don't lie. And then uh, 
bring in uh, oh, 15 to 20 others who God just brought to my life, including one chapter there on, on Michael and, and uh, ALMI, uh, of the different truths, magnificent truths that God brought to me and my life, my family's life, and also to the ministry. Uh, and that's the, the whole idea is just to share that. Plus, we have a chapter on uh, testimonies of some folks who uh, have received that. So actually, it's uh, kind of ALMI passing down to me and on down to others. Right. I found the book to be very meaningful and entertaining. I liked it very much. I, I get a lot of uh, comments about the stories. People really like the story aspect of it. And then the second work book that we've gotten is entitled God's Words Bring Life. And I was wondering if you chose to have 52 verses, 52 little chapters in here so that people could ponder a chapter for a week. <laughs> that was the idea, but anyway. Okay. Yes. All right. <laughs> Good. You know, yeah, just, just in thinking, uh, uh, you know, how many verses? There's lots of verses. I have probably 52 more I'll do sometime on, uh, sure. along the line. But, uh, no, that was the idea, just one a week maybe, uh, some sort of format like that. And, and I call them life verses. I don't know. I picked that up a long time ago from somebody maybe. or, But it's just verses that bring Christ's life to my life. Uh, and can do it for others, and and so uh, it was a joy to just sit down and and uh, pick out 52, and and then God just sort of sitting here in my little cubbyhole of an office uh, uh, led me to organize them, I think, in a pretty unique way. Uh, he did it, uh, and and it sort of builds one upon the other uh, to come to to the end where you know he he is always our supply and will always uh, be faithful uh, with those truths. Yes. So they're just verses that bring life. You know, uh, I, I tell you, the thing that I got as much as anything else from from Mike uh, and you, Betty, and Noah, you're now there, and ALMI, was the practical application of Christ's life in saints. Hmm. And, uh, well, I tell you, just 20 years ago I started preaching and teaching that, and, and that, that's all I focus on. Yes. And kind of the opposite of that is on page 20, I liked this paragraph you wrote where you said, trillions of times since this moment in the Garden of Eden, has the devil come calling and challenging anything and everything that God has said and done? It is his soul, his natural mind, natural emotions, natural will, and natural heart to do so. Fallen and lost man has the devil's soul and thinks the same way. Christians living out of the residue that remains in us are just as capable of doing so. And I know as a pastor, Lee, that um, you see that time and time again. I have always over the years noticed that Christians can express a thought from the enemy when they listen to the wrong voice. Is that what you were referring to? Yes. Uh, <clears throat> you know, Betty, it's really remarkable, but uh, uh, God just... Uh, uh, built us, the Christians, in a way that where we, we have the capability uh, of, you know, being in his mind uh, and uh, w with his will always being present and, and exhibited, his life, or just slide back over to those other things that are the residue from the days before we became born again. And, and it's really uh, tragic. Uh, I think that's one of the missing teachings in Christianity and churches so much to let people realize that's that's what's happening so get back over here <laughs> get back over here where you 
as Michael, you said, that doesn't suit you. Uh, and, you know, I just get back over where, where you suit up uh, and, and with the Christian team and, and, and live there. Yes. And the way Mike described that was that we closed the door to his life and we're being influenced once again by the unholy trinity, the sin, Satan, and the world are listening to the wrong voice when our soul will respond to either the Holy Spirit that is within the born-again believer or if he's closed the door to that Christ life and is his focus is back on the unholy trinity or even just bumbling along in life, he can definitely listen to the wrong voice. Absolutely. Uh, you know, <clears throat> I remember the first time I heard Romans eight eleven when it said that the same spirit that God used to raise up Jesus from the dead is living in you, and I just about flipped out. I mean, I, that, was, <laughs> that was not too long after we were born again, and, and I go, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> And and ever since then, I, I I mean, to just to think, Holy Spirit lives inside of me, and uh-huh. lives inside of every uh, believer, every Christian. Uh, I mean, what an incredible new creation that God uh, brought about. And uh, to that, all we can say is, Amen. Uh huh. <laughs> praise the Lord, you know. So there was yeah, one. Co- my, go ahead. No, my my just, you know, the 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 numbers of. Again, practical ideas and practical applications that uh, uh, God brought to my life through Mike and 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 all the ALMI materials and all. It, it just uh, I'm I'm excited when I hear people around the world are are getting involved and getting and uh, getting in touch with you and getting the materials and uh, I encourage people that all the time to do so. Sure. Uh, I just wanted to ask about one thing that was confusing to me. On page 39 in your born-again believer diagram, you show the believer as having two souls, but you do say in the sidebar that the second soul, the original soul, is the residue of the baggage, not the nature of the old man. But then... In chapter 36, on page 127, you said that the verse that you're—every chapter starts with a verse, and then you talk about it, which I really like. But um, Mm -hmm. this part says, this verse is another that proves Christians have a second soul from our spiritual birth. Christ's soul, as well as the old Adam's soul, we were physically born with. And I know Abiding Life Ministries is— pretty big on the fact that the old has passed away. So is that what you mean, that our old Adam life is still alive? No, no, no. In fact, uh, uh, I would say quite the contrary. The, the, the point I'm making is is that the old Adam life was crucified. Uh-huh. No question about it. Uh, 100% agree there. That was the spirit. We were born with a, uh, physically born with that spirit that was... Uh, 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 changed when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden. They went from an innocent spirit to a sinful spirit, or an Adam spirit, or right. Uh, was, that, we were actually uh, born with a dead spirit, because right, dead spirit. That's right. Mm-hmm. And so, so basically, uh, that that spirit is the part that was crucified and removed. You know, I, I always ask somebody when they say, "Well, I think you still have the old spirit." I said, "Well, then, when you were crucified with Christ, were you not?" Yes, I was. Well, what? What was removed, or what died, or what was taken away? 
and it wasn't the old mind because I, I still have some bad thoughts or and some bad emotions or they get out of control. You know what I'm saying? So it's so uh-huh. the soul there is still there. I see. Here, here's one of the things that's really interesting about that diagram, Betty and Noah. How I got to it is that in the, in four years of since I stopped pastoring on a weekly basis, uh, I have been sitting in what I call solitude, really, uh, here in this office uh, out in the country. Uh, and much like I, I relate to Mike being over there at the cabin that you took us to, Betty, and and being up in the hills there. Uh, is that right up above West Cliff, was it? Or Yes, correct. Yeah, and, and I mean, you know, you get, you get in solitude with God, and he can begin to open things up and reveal the revelation that Mike always talked about. And I started thinking... What are we going to look like when we go to heaven? I mean, if if the old spirit is not done away with, what, is it going to be done away with that point in time, or, or you know, and and so, and what's going to go to heaven? So I, I started thinking, and, and I can see if we have the mind of Christ, which is what First uh, Corinthians two sixteen says, and then two fourteen, right before that, said the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God, uh, and I said, why? Well, he has no no Holy Spirit, and he has that natural mind, which is enmity with God. So you've got the battle. I, way back when we first became born again, I was in a men's Sunday school class, and the teacher brought a book in that was talking about the, the, the battle is for the mind. Uh, and it was one of the guys that wrote uh, the Left Behind materials. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I got to thinking, the battle is for which mind? Uh, because if if we have two minds, that's where the battle is. It's not in our spirit. Holy Spirit is our only spirit. Uh, we are we are alive in Christ through Holy Spirit, and we've got two minds. Here we have two minds, two sets of emotions, two wills or deciders, and and uh, I see the heart as that the Bible speaks of as uh, the uh, summation, I guess you'd say, of the the mind and the emotions and the will. Uh, and and that's just I'm just a practical type thinker. Uh, diagram it, organize it. My mother was a third grade teacher, and she taught me how to diagram sentences. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I always loved kind of putting it down and, and being able to see it, you know. And uh, and so that's how I see the Christian as as having this battle. There, there's it's not a bad person that's in us. It's the residue of the bad person uh, that's just fighting with us but we don't have to live there i mean i i learned it more than anything else from mike when he said you know that doesn't suit you move back over here where 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 you belong exactly and i think as we grow in christ it's easier to focus on christ and not exactly to listen and i like the way mike described our mind will and emotions more as a neutral type of hammer when before we were born again they they just naturally bent toward sin, Satan, and the world because where else could they go? Right. And then once we're born again, we have a new ruler in our heart and spirit and mind. And so the mind, will, and emotions just naturally gravitate toward him, but it doesn't. it's not a sure thing. Like you said, we have the choice uh, or just the laziness to just bumble along without actively pursuing our relationship with Christ. It, it couldn't be said any any better than that. It's, a, it, it's explicitly that. And, you know, I, I, I asked, I'm a questioner a lot of times, and I asked a question, 
what mind do we wake up in with in the morning? I mean, what, where, where are we? What are we thinking? Which, what are we focused on? Do we have a default <laughs> thinking uh-huh. or, or whatever? And I believe we do, and it's Christ. And you have yes. to choose, really, to kind of move over into that other. Of course, there's so much in the world that entices people to move over there. Plus, uh, plus the stuff in the world is right in front of our eyes so, and yeah. ears. So we do get distracted uh, during the day so often. But morning is my favorite time of day. And if we just start talking to the Lord before we ever get out of bed and say, Lord, if you won't come be my life today, I'm just sunk. I might as well just stay here in bed all day. Well, I, I shared that with somebody the other day. Those very things, Lord, come and be. You know, I mean, and, uh, uh, and those, those, that phrase to start off with that I got from Mike years ago. It, it's a, uh, it's powerful, and it, and it creates that focus, uh, and it, it's the essence of his life that comes to, and and becomes our life. You know, righto. Well, that's good. Both of these are good books, and I believe they're going on Kindle now. As well as being published on yes, in yes. paper, we, we're very fortunate. Uh, it was amazing how long it took to uh, start getting things uh, in print or whatever. Uh, but finally, God uh, gave, gave us a source, and we have the books available now uh, on Amazon in print and in Kindle on Kindle uh, as ebook, uh, and both of those books. Yes, oh, cool. so and we're go- getting ready to upload another one. Yes. It's called it's called All I Want is Jesus. Okay. Uh and it's uh most likely a volume 1 of a series that'll come out uh says it got so many things I want to talk about but I, the, it has four main sections and one of them is All I Want is His Love. Another one is All I Want is His Grace. Another one is All I Want is His Sound Mind and then another one is All I Want is His Shepherding. Uh-huh. Uh and and the, I guess the bottom line is that uh, I have kind of come to the point where uh, I enjoy the uh, the idea that uh, uh, the twenty third Psalm and John ten talk so much about the shepherd and his sheep, and John fifteen talks about the vine dresser, the vine and the branches, uh, and where Barbara and I live right there in those books. Those, those chapters, uh, and if all I had to teach was those, uh, those would last us the rest of our life here on earth. Sure. Uh, I, don't, I don't give much attention to other things, okay? Uh-huh. My shepherd keeps me in his will. Uh, you know, I, I, until, until again, uh, met Mike, I, you know, I had, a, had the typical experience uh, as a pastor, as a Christian, of, oh, am I in the will of God? What is the will of God? And, and fretting and fighting and fussing over you know, the will of God. And then, uh, you know, when you find out that, that uh, you're in the shepherd's hands, he's, he is our shepherd. Uh, I, I tell you, I, the 23rd Psalm just kind of clears up the mess, really. I mean, uh-huh. John, 10, John 10 does, and, and, uh, and John 15, the vine and the branches. I, I love, right out here in the garden, you know, in Barbara, we, we, we think, take a look at all the vines and the branches and the, and the fruit, and where does all that come from? Uh, and you see, my shepherd keeps me in his will. Mm -hmm. I stray or make mistakes, yes, but those are just temporary issues. My shepherd's still in control of my life, his life and me, and the big thing for me came after, after, uh, I think, that retreat uh, at Glen Airy was this. I had to decide, is it me or is it Christ? 
and there's not any such thing as a combo. <laughs> in no. This thing. It's, 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 it's either him or it's me. And, I, and, and we decided, let's let Christ be Christ in us uh, and focus there. And, and that just that changed our life, our family's life, and the people who have listened to us over the years and sharing that. Yes, and what an easy job description we have of being a sheep or a branch, you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> we can really rest in Christ. Well, you know, I, I stop and I think and I question and I go, what did I do to, to cause me to be here in this physical life? I did nothing. Uh, what am I going to do to go to heaven? I, I can do nothing. I have no way to get me there. I have no, you know, I can do nothing. Why? And then stop thinking, that. That's what God's trying to tell us, you know, based on the abiding life and all these teachings is that it's him here in this life. Yes. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and just don't fight it. I mean, uh, just enjoy it. And, and you know, uh, and uh, Noah, what I found is the more I focus on being in his mind uh, and, and focusing on him, the easier it has become to not even think about moving over into another mind. Yes, that's what I call the process of of his leading us along through life. And we've lived long enough to where we can really see that eventually the kingdom of God within us is bigger than the kingdom of the world. The kingdom uh, of, yes. Amen. Amen. And we, pay, do, we do pay more attention to it. Well, it's a, it's a focus. You know, now and this comes from my athletic side. My dad was a coach. And everybody in our family is athletes, you know, uh, me, uh, uh, our kids, sons-in-laws, I mean, professional athletes of sorts in different ways, and, and grandkids. And, you know, it's, every time I see them at a game, I'd say, focus, <laughs> just stay yeah. focused, you know, because that was, that's the essence of uh, everything performing from their own, if you're focused. Yes, that's great. Yeah, I love it. Yes, I, I, I just again could not keep. Of course, we're praising God is what we're really doing. Uh, but in essence, it was that meeting at Glen Airy that, and I had some great teaching up to that point. Uh, and 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 our pastor back in Houston, John Morgan, Sagemont Church. We were born again in his office in May of 1980 after his preaching on "You Must Be Born Again" the Sunday before. And uh, you know, and God called me in the ministry, but boy, just. To find out, for 15 years I lived, you know, finding out who all I was in Christ and excited about that and sharing that with people and seeing people get rejoicing and all. And then all of a sudden I, I meet Mike and it's all about who Christ is in me. And for the last 20 years, it's that's all it's been. Yes. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, which is so a it's shift. It's like a different plateau of Christianity, I call it. Yes, yes. it is. And it's a shift in focus. But, yeah. you know, it was so important to him not to teach anything that the, the head it, that he saw in the <laughs> yeah. Amazon couldn't do. I've got that picture. <laughs> yes. And the head can focus, and he can be a sheep, and he can be a branch. Isn't that a move? And that's just wonderful, isn't it? It is. It's so super. And, and I, can I ask Noah a question? Sure. Yeah. Noah, what was it like to go on a trip around the world with your dad? <clears throat> yeah, it was. Uh, he was. He was a whole different. Uh, a whole different man. He. Uh, <laughs> his doer definitely came out more. We, but it was fun. We. Uh, we had a. We always had a great time together. But it was fun to watch him in his little doer mode of, like when we were in Africa and people would stop us and, 
uh, one of herders or something, and he'd come out with all his little pocket knives and hand them out to people, <laughs> y- you know, as fast he could, and show them how cool the pocket knives were, and they'd go, oh, yeah, that's cool, you can go on now, so then we'd move on, so it was, yeah, those kind of things were always fun, it was fun to just, you know, see I, what I we got into. One of, greatest, one of the greatest stories I remember <clears throat> was, I think y'all were in India, and you got up, and you kept asking him along the way, you know, what's the plan, Dad? What's the plan? We, we got a plan. I'll tell you the plan in the morning. Don't, don't worry about it. And you woke up and wake up in the morning, get outside. As I remember the story, and you know, what's the plan? What's the plan? Well, the plan is we're just going to walk down this street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something like that, wasn't it? That was actually Zeb, and he's got my temperament, think or doer. Oh, was it? <laughs> he's yeah, the perfectionist Zeb. like me. So, <laughs> yeah, he going with no plan was not his comfort zone. Yeah, and I and I love going with no plan. I'm good with yeah, no rules, Noah's no plan. Oh, yes, okay. I'm, okay. yes. Yeah, so well, we. That's tr- a great. That's a great lesson, though, for everybody. God has a plan. Absolutely. Amen. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I never wake up in the morning and worried about what the plan is, even though I've made plans. You know, yeah. I made plans for y'all to call this morning, and and I'm, I set up some things for me to to think about and and all. But uh, hey, the plan is is whatever God wants. That I know it just I always I've said that for so many years that we get up and we do what he puts in front of our face that day. And it's there's always surprises. Yeah. And I, I will tell this story of uh, uh, Mike Pa. He uh, when we went to Africa, we were trying to get rice to a village that was, you know, nine hour drive on a oh. terrible four wheel drive trail. But I asked him, I said, hey do you know a connection in the next town? You know, how are we going to get this rice to these people? And he goes, no, I don't. Let's just, we'll start, we'll get to that town and start asking around until we find the person that will take us. Yep. You know, and that was, that's so cool that just that faith he had of just, yeah, God will take care of it. Yeah. Let me just get there and God will take care of it. Yes. And he did. We got the rice to the people and it was great, but. That sounds like some shepherding to me. It does, and yeah. it reminds me of when he said, all we have to do is show up. There yeah. you go. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Right. Now, I, I, I mean, I, I just wish uh, and hope and pray that more Christians could really get the message of the abiding and dwelling Christ. Yes. Uh, and Christ in, you know, Colossians one twenty seven. I mean, it's it's the verse, you know, Christ in me, the hope of glory. And and the sad thing is, is that I've seen it over the years, that most people look at that and go, okay, yeah, that's for the next life. You know, Christ is in me, I'll, I'm going to have eternal life, and miss this life altogether with it. Uh, and what a tragedy. Yes, but one of my favorite things about you, Lee, is that you retired as a church pastor, but you went right into doing Christ in the Park. And in the last few minutes we have, I'd really like you to yes. talk about Christ in the Park. It's it's a passion of mine, even though I am not there. <laughs> and, and Lee, can I ask a real quick question before you get into that? Yeah. Uh, um, how many years did you pastor for at a church? And then and then how many how much time between that you went into this other Ministry. Well, my first, my first uh, pastor was uh, January the first, nineteen eighty-five. Okay. I was in the ministry, in different couple of different positions before that, but that was the first as a pastor. Uh, and then I, I stepped down when I turned seventy in two thousand and fifteen, uh, and a couple of months after that, stepped down from the pastorate that I had here. Uh, my wife and I went on a little trip, and then we came back and started the uh, 
Christ's uh, Christ in the Park ministry. You know, the, the idea, and I've got to mention this, is that that idea came about 20 years before that hmm. uh, at a men's retreat, ALMI men's retreat in Colorado, and Greg Ray uh, from California, we were staying yeah. in the same cabin. We were out there around the campfire one night talking about different things, and he was saying something about the, the, the group of folks that he uh, uh had church with, uh, and and he said, you know, we got a guy that started something really interesting, and he just went down to a park and took the idea and takes uh, some coffee and some donut holes and see if anybody want to talk about God. And mm. I thought to myself, way back then, <laughs> that was mm. that was way back then. You know, uh, wow, what a great idea! And if that ever happens, I'd like to do that. And so when that came time for me, and I said, I've got to step back. I've got to start writing these books. I know that God wants me to, and and uh, when I get back off this little trip, I said, I'm going to just go down to this park and see what happens. And I had another fellow that wanted to go down there with me. And lo and behold, it's been over about four and a half years hmm. that we've been going down there. Uh, and we just, uh, it's not church. Uh, it's, a, it's a Christian gathering, what it is, Sunday mornings at uh, Festival Park here in downtown Nacogdoches. Uh, and we go there for the fellowship, for the encouragement, uh, art to share Christ, uh, if we find somebody who's, who wants to know how to be born again or whatever. We take <clears throat> something to drink and nibble on. My wife, Barbara, goes. We have another couple, uh, that uh, Rick and Abby West, that join us. And uh, we, we go down there. We hand out a, a spiritual truth with some explanation. But it's mostly a ministry of encouragement, basically to the homeless and the jobless there. Uh, hmm. the Festival Park is a place where those looking for day jobs come and gather to be picked up for those looking for laborers for the day. Uh, and uh, so uh, anyway, anybody anywhere could start this type of ministry. Uh, and I actually recently engaged with a, an outreach pastor of a church north of Dallas, Texas, who heard about Christ in the Park, and he was looking to start that in their town. I don't know what's happened since then, but uh, and I'd be thrilled to help anyone with the idea and share with them you know the thoughts that we do and all, but uh, yeah, would anyhow, uh, just, how would uh, how would people get a hold of you if um, they yeah. wanted to start that? Do you have an email that you'd like to give out? <clears throat> yes, and my email is l e e m c c m at gmail dot com. Perfect. L e e m c c m at gmail dot com. Now, and, I just uh, have one more question about Christ of the Park. Do you yeah. have regulars that come every Sunday yeah, and I then was ask that too. new people that just wander in uh, for their donuts and coffee? It's a combination coffee? of both now, yes. I uh, thought so. We, we have one fellow that has uh, 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 been coming for almost the whole time. Uh, and we'll have some that haven't been. They, they came and were re- very regular, and then they wandered off somewhere, and then they're back in town, and they're back again, you know, one Sunday. It's just out of the blue. Uh, so it's a, it, we never know, and we, and we never concern ourselves with who's showing up. We don't have a membership role or anything like that. Right. Don't take role, but um, we just have a tablecloth and uh, a coffee pot. It's, got, it's a nice little uh, pavilion there in the park, and it has electricity. And a nice, nice uh, concrete floor and, and a cover and uh, roof and the tables. Uh, so it's a it's a comfortable setup, you know. And, and in the wintertime, like right now, we take a, uh, a, a propane heater that our, our daughter Kelly and her husband Chad and their family they they got uh, for us uh, at Christmas a couple of years back. And so we take the heater down there, take the tarps and strap them around the poles on the pavilion and hmm. stay stay comfortable and. 
then in the summertime, it gets kind of hot down here. We take a fan if necessary. Wow. But, uh, that's take, really. Take iced tea in the summertime and uh-huh. hot coffee in the wintertime. Sure. <laughs> that's really quite a setup, really a good setup. Yeah. But the hey. nice thing is, is the, the, the people come down there and they want to talk. They want to hear about God. Yes. And, yeah. Uh, that's and they, a, and they, that's and they, awesome. They'll take extra copies of the handout to go give to somebody and all that. Oh, so, I love it. And I had a, a couple that uh, I was with a, a fellow. That, uh, if I got enough time, I was with a fellow from the park, uh, and he was looking for something. We went over to uh, this place that had some furniture and things that they uh, hand out to uh, people that need it. And there was a couple there uh, that I knew from town. They're, they're members of a ch- big church here. And they saw me with the fella, and, and the lady said, uh, what, are, what are you doing? And I said, well, I got the park. I've heard about that. And, you know, and they sent me a really nice check not long ago to just keep on buying the uh, the coffee and, and, you know, some donut holes or whatever, you know. Barbara even makes some egg casseroles sometimes with special treats. Ooh, that sounds great. <laughs> So yeah. you have a, a ministry name that they that they could write a check to, so it doesn't just come to Lee McDowell. Yes, well, years ago a fellow uh, helped me get. It's called Lee McDowell Christian Ministries. Yes. Okay. L M C M Lee McDowell Christian Ministries, and it's a five hundred one c three. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, uh, yeah. It, it's uh, and I and I've had a couple of friends that have done that too. Uh, you know, it's it's. It just uh, it's a great thing, and and, and I always <laughs> focus on one thing and, and tell them you're ministering with us. <laughs> you know where I got that from, you know. Yes, the with ministry. <laughs> <laughs> the with ministry, and that's the truth. Yes, it is you know, the truth. That, that's the truth, uh, and they love that. They they appreciate that, just like we did when we first got with y'all. Um, and then. Just for the people that are listening, too, we have a new donate button on our website that if you do want to donate to Lee's ministry, you can actually put a note on there that you want that money, some of the money to go to there. Yes, we finally, yeah, we finally gussied up our donate button. (laughs) Yeah, our donate button, you can actually say something or who it's for. You can designate it for, so anyone who's listening just feels led to do that, we can make that even easier for you and go on a biting well, life and do it. Of y'all. You know, I, I, man, I just uh, thank God for y'all. Uh, and, and so excited to see how the Lord has continued the ministry after Mike's home going. Uh, you know, it's just all about God. That's why. Amen. Yeah, exactly. As long that's as it. he wants it going, it's going to go. So that's yeah. all we can say. Yeah, Amen. it's his ministry. So, Lee, yeah, thank you so much for taking the time. And, um, uh, uh, taking the time for Betty and I and all the listeners. Um, thank you so much for everything you're doing right now and everything you continue doing and the books and everything. It's well, it's my privilege. It's a blessing. And, uh, just like you mentioned, it's as long as God wants us to continue, we will continue here doing and and uh, writing some more and and uh, doing some more at the park and uh, and uh, just whatever you know. I, I I you know God just got a plan. We're going to walk in it. Day by day. Amen to that. Thank y'all so much. Yeah, thank you. And Betty, would you like to say anything else? No. I think you can lend us up. All right. Thank you for the listeners to keep listening to our spiel. And uh, we'll do another one very soon. Thanks a lot. Amen. Amen. God bless.